There was a rov of Slutz. The rov of Slutz was the Ritvaz. The Ritvaz was Rabbi Yaakov David Velotsky. The Rosh Hashiva of Slutz at the time was Rabbi Issa Zalman Meltzer Zatzal. The Ritvaz, again, the Ritvaz of Yaakov David was a very, very Choshevarov, Mamish Kolatari Kulay, Mamish Kolatari Kulay, backwards and forwards. Oh, it was a no nonsense Rav. By him, there was no messing. The Rav was the Rav, and the Kehillah was the Kehillah, and everything was partial by him. There was a group of Balabatim at the time in Slutsk, and they did, they, they liked the Rav very much, but they didn't want to, you know, the fact that maybe he's in charge, the fact that he's in charge of everything and he runs the show, that they didn't like so much. They decided to do something against him. They decided to appoint a new Dayan without his permission. Remember, he was the Rav of the whole area, the whole shot over there in Slutsk. And they decided to appoint this Dayan as the Dayan in the area without his permission. That's what they did. Now, Ubi Zalman said over this Misa, and he said over as follows, what happened the first Shabbos after they did that? The first Shabbos, what happened after this is as follows. The Ritvaz of Yaakov Dovi Velotsky got up in the middle of Shachris, maybe it was after Shachris, the base Medrash, the shul was absolutely jam-packed, as it was every Shabbos, and uh, the Ritvaz, the Murder Asra, got up by the bimah, and he clapped on the bimah. The place, complete silence, complete silence. And he got up and he said as follows, They appointed a dying without my permission, and they did it to get me angry. He said as follows, if, if, if Yaakov David would have been a shoemaker, they never would have done it. If Yaakov David would have been a carpenter, they never would have done it. The only reason that they did it is because Yaakov David learns your Heilige Torah. he said, for my covered, I'm Michael, doesn't bother me. Over the covered of your Torah, I ask that these people in the community that did this will not live the year. And he got down. Everybody was shocked. Everybody was talking. What's going to happen? Mr. Zalman said over the Maisa, they say he was shaking Bashas Maisa. Such a Kalola from Azad, Sadiq Azad, Godel. How can it be? What's going to happen? He was wondering, should I say something? Should I not say something? So he decided he's going to say something. He goes over to the Maridasa, to the Rav, the Ridvaz, and he says, listen, you know, he uh, said very, very, very serious words there. Now, what's going to happen if a year goes by and they do live out the year? You know what a Chil Hashem it will be? Everyone's going to say, ah, the kids are going, it's not the same. So the Ridvaz said, you're absolutely right, Mr. Zalman. He got back onto the Bima and he said, he said, I don't want it should be any Chil Hashem over here and therefore they should all die within five months. Kachava, that's what happens. They all died within five months. Right? Why am I telling you this myself? Why am I telling you this myself? There's a couple of Gemaras I want to bring to your attention. It's as follows. There's a Gemara in Nidah Davchof. The Gemara in Nidah Davchof, Amit Beis, also brought down the Gemara in Chulin, Mendalit. And the Gemara says like this. Chochom Shetime Ein Chaveyu Roshe Meaning, if a Rav Paskins on something, his friend, another Rav, 
is not allowed to paskin on the same thing. If this Rav said it's Asa, then the other Rav is not allowed to come along and say it's Mot. There's a Gemara in the Zohar as well. The Gemara in the Zohar, the Zainam and others says as follows, Hanisha l'chochem v'timei, lo'yisha l'chochem achavitai. Don't ask somebody else. Now, this is a big problem. A lot of people do this. Right? I know this myself because I get phone calls from people that say to me, I recently got a phone call from a woman. She says to me, I've asked already my Rav, but he was Machme. Now, I've heard your Makel, so what do you say about this? Now, that's awesome. Pashtas. Why? You can't go around shopping for Psakim. Now, the Shalim is, why is it also? So let's go to the Rishonim just for a moment. I've got some great stories to share with you on this Indian Mamish. I, want to, I feel this needs a lot of Chizuk, something that we have to understand exactly where it comes from. So again, the Gemara in four places say that once a rov paskin on something, don't go to somebody else. What's the Issa? So there's a sh- that's a bad because we're showing them. I don't know if we can get to those bottom. It depends. It depends. It depends. It depends. Yeah. I know. I'm not going to go into, I'm not going into details now, but I want to explain the Tamha Issa because that's really what I'm coming to do right now. I'm not going into the bottom of the Allah. Sorry? It's as follows. The Ravit. Shitas HaRavit is as follows. Not in the Ravit. It's also the Ramban, the Rashban, the Rosh, and other Rishonim is Shavya Chatichad Yisurah. Meaning, if the Rav comes along and says something is Asa, so he makes it Asa. I'm going to give you a great story to explain this to you. It's unbelievable, Maisa, this is. Before we go on, that's the Shitas HaRavit. There's a Shitas Haran, which is Be'etzim Shitas HaMeiri and other Rishonim. It's nothing to do with that. It shall Kvoidoi shall if you ask one Rav, it's not covered to go to another Rav. Why? It's not covered. As if to say, I don't trust him, I don't believe him, I don't, whatever it may be. Lemay said it's a problem. Now, I want to go back to this in it again. If you come and show you, when you go to a Rav and you ask him a question, it's not, it's not like a light, easy thing to do. It's a serious, serious thing that when you've asked him a Shaila, not only does what he say apply in this world, it applies up there as well. Let me give you an example. A great example. I'll give you a Maisa Shahoya like this. A Yid, this is a Maisa Shahoya this. A Yid came, my boyfriend. A Yid came to the Chazanish. He came to the Chazanish with the following problem. He said, Rebbe, my doctor told me I've got a very, very terminal bad illness. There's only one way to cure my illness. And what's that? Go and travel to Europe. If you travel to Europe over there, you'll be cured, you'll live. If you stay here in Eretz Yisrael, forget about it. That's what the doctor told him. So he came to the Chaznish, he said, listen, I'm living in Eretz Yisrael, whatever, to go stomach, traveling to Chutzlar, is not posh, what should I do? So the Chaznish asks him, tell me the exact details of your, of, your, of your illness, and we'll work it out. So he starts telling him the whole detail of the illness, what the doctor told him. Say that. The Chaznish thinks for a moment, and he says, stay here in Eretz Yisrael. If you stay here in Eretz Yisrael, I guarantee you you'll live. If you go to Europe, you're definitely going to die. He said, how can you say that? He said, very simple. Listen to the godless. He said, very, very simple. What your condition is, it's a machleikas between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah in Hilchus Trefus. The Shulchan Aruch paskins it's kasha, it's not treif, and the Ramah paskins it's treif. Zut, the Chazanish, if you stay in Eretz Yisrael, where the Mokoim of Eretz Yisrael is ruled by the Beisaisa, by the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch paskins it's kasha. Therefore, of course, you're going to live. But if you go to Europe, which is based on the Psak of the Ramah, Psak of the Ramah is this a treif, and you have you'll die within 12 months. The Chazanish is learning, again, He's taking a machalikas and he's applying it to this world. He's saying that it, machalikas actually affects what goes on. I'll give you another Maisa. Right? The Chazanish says this very, very clearly. 
You can have one chicken. Now there's halacha in Hilchos Yeridea. That if you have a chicken that falls, ten tfachim, it's treif. Because when it falls from such a height of ten tfachim, it probably broke something inside, and therefore something is treif. Not going into details. What happens, says the Chazanish, if you have two guys, each of them own a chicken. Each of their chickens fell down from the same height. Now, each one goes to their rov and says, listen, am I allowed to eat my chicken? Is it trade or is it kosher? So the chazanish. Guy number one goes to his rov with the chicken. And the rov says, no, where did it fall for? Let me see. So he takes him over to the area. The rov takes out his hand and starts measuring, you know, tvachim and everything like that. The rov says, listen, for me, my hand comes out. The calculation is, this is nine and a half tvachim and it's kosher. Nope, the other guy, his friend, takes his chicken to his rov. His rov goes along and goes to the area where it fell, which was the same place. And it happened to be that his hand was a little bit bigger. And therefore his hand told him this was exactly ten tvachim. And if it was exactly ten tvachim, he said, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's treif. Says the Chazan Ish. What's this machlik has got enough meaning to us? Very simple. Says the Chazan Ish, guy number one, where his rov told him that it's kosher, the chicken will live. Guy number two, that his rov told him that it's treif, it won't live. In other words, the psak of a rov is not just stamina's psak. It's actually polymatis. It changes what goes on in this world. When a rov says something, not stam saying something. I'll give you another nafkamina. Beautiful maisa. There's a modika maisa, the teplika rov. Teplika rov was one of the moments, the big, big, big doilim, not so many years ago. He had a hanhoga that when he would paskin on a shaila that something is kosher, he would always eat from it. In other words, if someone came to him with a question and said, is this kosher or trave? And he said, it's kosher. His meaning was, give me a piece, I want to eat some. Why? Because he wanted to show that. I'm not stam saying it's kosher. I'll eat it as well. And he ate it as well. That was his meaning. Erev Shabbos, sorry, Erev Shabbos, a fellow walks into his house, a Svadi fellow, and he says, Rebbe, I have a shaila on this chicken. Is it kosher or is it trave? Simple. Simple kosher. So he looks into the whole shaila, he looks into the shulchan aruch, and he paskins la halacha, this chicken is kosher. As he took the top of the off, no, this chicken is kosher. So as his minig was, he said, please cut off a small piece of the leg, put it into my cholent in the kitchen, that's my minig, is I'll always eat from something I paskins this kosher. So that's what he did, the Sephardi guy took a piece of the chicken leg, he put it into the cholent, and off he went... Shabbos morning, the guy comes running into the temple Gurov's house. He says, Rabbi, don't eat the chalent. So what's happened? What's the matter? It's very simple. He said, I'll tell you the truth. It's not very nice. But before I came to you on that area of Shabbos, I actually went to the Kafachayim. And the Kafachayim paskin to me that this chicken is treif. I didn't like the psak, so I came to you. You told me it's kosher. Now I was a little bit confused. So I asked Shomayim for a simon from Shomayim to be told, is it kosher or is it treif? There was a fire last night in my house. A small fire. The only thing that got burnt was that chicken. Everything else was okay. That's a simon that is straight forever. Don't eat the chalant. You know what the Tepakarov said? I'm eating the chalant. Because for me it's kosher. When you paskin on something, it's not just a nice psak. It's a psak that has an actual mitzvah in this world. Now, why am I telling you this? There was a famous miser with the, with the Chazan Ish and the famous Zalman. That Rishon Zama once said over in the yeshiva in Kol and I want to give you this yisoid as a yisoid for poskim, because many times we have a, have a following problem, especially when you're learning halacha or hearing halacha shiurim or whatever it may be. You see in the street sometimes, you know, all these the gedolim paskind azoi. 
The Gedoyim Paskin this way, and everybody sometimes, you know, people a little bit, they didn't say it, they didn't mean it, they don't understand what's going on, you know, they ask all sorts of things, and everybody says, ah, these Gedoyim, what do they understand? They know what's going on in the world, they know what's going on, so let me explain to you, right? The Psach, again, like I said, from those stories, and we've got more, from those stories you see, a Psach from a Godel isn't a stump, it's not a, a magical Zach. Right, it's not something you just, you know, with a little bit of paperwork and off you go. It's a psalm that comes from their whole knowledge of the whole Torah. And not only that, on their midas, on their erlachat, on everything that encompasses a godl. And it's that psak that's very, very important. And we don't have to always understand where they're coming from, how they understood it, did they understand it? It doesn't make enough. I'll give you an example. There was a maisa once with the machlokas between the Chazin Ish and the Rechem Two big gedolim in Israel. The Chazin Ish showed the bochum in the yeshiva. He used to write letters to the Chazan Ish and he used to get re- uh, replies from the Chazan Ish backwards and forwards. And the Chazan Ish would send him a letter with all the riots from him, the Gomorrahs, how I'm right and I'm right. And the Rechem Zaman would rip them apart and say, look, there's a riot from the Gomorrah this way and there's a Gomorrah from Rishonim this way. And they would go backwards and forwards refuting each other's argument. One day, a letter came from the Chazan Ish and said, very simple, one line. This is my opinion. Said Rechem Zaman, and he told his Talmud in his Peshas Maisa, he said, if the Chazanish is giving me Gemaras and Rishayim and Urayas, and I don't understand them, or I've got other rights against him, so I can argue, I'm allowed to argue, I can argue what he's saying. But if the Chazanish comes along and says, this is my opinion, that means this Pesach is not a Pesach that you can argue with. It's a Pesach that the Chazanish as a whole gave. Based on the Chazanish's, you do of Kol HaToyrekula. Now that's his opinion, that's something you can't argue with. Right, like the famous Maisa, everybody knows, I'm not going into details of the Maisa, but everybody I'm sure knows what happened here in Eretz Yisrael many years ago, when there was a drafting of the women into the army, and all the Gedolim were tremendously, tremendously against it. that the Chazan Ish held, Yorik Yavo. That, and he told his sister, the Chazanish, that you have to tell the children, if they get drafted into the army, they have to be killed before going into the army. That was the Matzav over there. And there were a group of people, Right? That made a whole... Go- I'm not going into the details now, government. I'm not going into... No, you But I'm just telling you what happened. A little bit of history. The Olims over there, they made a little bit of committee. They went to the government. They made some kind of pshara. What was the pshara? That they went out to go to the army. They'll do sherut l'umi. Right? Instead of going to the army, they'll work in, in hospitals and in centers for old people, all sorts of things. Right? So everybody was thought a great celebration. Instead of going to the army, they'll do sherut l'umi. Mabaya? Not such a bad thing. The chazin ish paskin yorik val that means they have to be allowed to be killed mamish, as opposed to do that. They came to the Chazan Ish, and they said, Chazan Ish, where does it say that it's Asa? And the Chazan Ish had one answer. He took off a jacket to the side, and he pointed to his chest, and he says, it says it right here. They came to the Briskarov, same thing, under the Gedolim of the time. And they said, Briskarov, where does it say it's Asa? He said, it says it in the Aseris Adibris. What's the Pshat? The Pshat is very simple. Gedolim have a, a, a view, a sight, that we don't see. Now, we don't understand where they're coming from. And if we go to all of the Shulchan with all the Naisakilim and everything, you will not find anywhere that it says it also do such a thing. But a Psak from a Godel isn't just a Psak based on the words written in Shulchan It's based on all of his knowledge. It's based on all of his ideas and his sight and his midas and everything else. The Chsam Seifa, I tell you, Merdika Meister, Chsam Seifa, was very, very, when he used to answer Shailas, the whole Europe was sending some soy for Shailas. He pushed it, sat there, the whole Europe was sending some soy for Shailas. When did he answer these Shailas? While he was eating lunch. Oh, 
eating lunch, and then he gets all the shailas on the entire year from all the communities in the whole area, and he answers them while he's eating lunch. Sorry, lay there. His son, the Ksav Soifa, would read the Shaila. Ksav Soifa would answer them. One, two, three, didn't take very, very long. And off they went by to. Now, one of the Shailas that came in, as they often did, from another godl of the time, the Maharam Ash. Now, the Maharam Ash was one of the big godl at the time. And he asked the Shaila to Ksav Soifa. Ksav Soifa, Sunya, very nice. That's the answer. Write down the answer, Koltov. And his son, the Ksav Soifa, said, Tati, you know, the Maharam Ash was one of the big, big, big godl, not Stamarov. It's one of the moments, the biggest kadorim that we have over here. Don't you think it's time to sort of, like, maybe spend a bit more time on his shaila, maybe go into the tshuva a bit more? You know, he's not stam asking his shaila. So the Chassam Sofer told his son very simple. He said, in every generation, there's one man whose psak is the ikab psak. He is the god Hador that was chosen by Shemayim with the, all the siyata de Shemaya, and he is the one that has to answer all the shaylas. So the Chassam Sofer, from the very fact that all the people from all the Yidden of all over the world, basically, dress all their questions to me. So I've concluded that I am this Poisik Hadar, and therefore, and therefore, the Halacha is always, in my opinion, even if he knocks down every one of my proofs. Well, again, it's the same Yisodor, basically. What he's saying is, you can knock down the proof from every God and every time that you hear, he said, this is awesome, that's awesome, don't do this and don't do that. And you think, oh, come on, what does he know? What does he think? How does he know what's going on? It doesn't make a difference. A Poisik, a God has a, has a tshuva, has a shayla. He passes a shayla based on not only what says Mephush and Shulchan Aruch. More than that, it's based on his whole das, it's based on the Siyatah that he gets from everything else. It's not much a game of Scrabble. You know, the Gedolim, the, the, I'm not, I don't have a problem with the signs to say that he says such a thing. No, because don't. a lot of times they don't actually. Okay, so I'm not getting into that. Okay, so I'm not getting into that. I'm getting into something else. You know, they they bring down a mice of Rosh Shadron. Rosh is one of the mamish. Ah, he was one of the biggest rabbanim that we had not so long ago. His emunis chachomim was unbelievable, unmatched emunis chachomim that he had. I'll just give you a couple of mices. There was a, he used to go to Abchayim Kenievsky Shlita, right? Roshan Shadron used to go to Abchayim Kenievsky to ask him in Shailas and maybe in Alocha, maybe in Ashkofa. One time he walks into Abchayim's house and there's a huge line waiting in the waiting room. So he walks in and he says, who's the last one in the line? So everybody says, Rob, <laughs> you can go first, what's the Shaila? Who's the last one in the line? No, somebody said, I'm the last one. He sat down, opened up a safer and started to wait. So eventually somebody got, the, the word got back to Abchayim Kenievsky. You know, Rosh Hashanah waiting in the waiting room. Rosh got up and he started going all the march all the way over to Rosh Hashanah and said, "Come inside." No, no, no. A line is a line. I'm waiting, and that's it. He got in in the end. Rosh took him in. There's no choice about it. But I can't him. He used to go to Rosh Kanievsky in order to ask his shaylas. I'll give you another ma'aser by Rosh Hashanah. He says there were his son brought down this ma'aser, and he said that uh, he one time was very sick. He got a very bad, uh, some kind of cough, whatever it was. It wasn't a stomach cough, it was a very bad cough. And he went to the Chazanish. And the Chazanish told him, I've got a very simple answer to you. He said, go to the Yarkon. And right near the Yarkon, there's a eucalyptus tree. And the air over there will make you breathe easier. So, they took his son, they went on a boat, they stood over there, they sat over there, I think on the boat for about a half an hour, and the whole time his son was saying, he said, yeah, we listened to, listen to the das of the Rabbonim, we listened to the Chachamim, and he kept on doing it, and he said, within a half an hour, it started going down, within an hour and a half, there was no cough whatsoever. So his son says to him, Tati, wow, we've just found an unbelievable remedy for this cough. Anyone who's got this cough should come here. So Rosham Shalom says, no, this is not the cure. This is the Rebbeinu Shalom, listen to the Chazan 
Moshe's thrillers when he davens to me to come to this place. It's not a cure forever. That was his emunas chom. Al kedikach. Listen to the following Maisa. Rabbi Cheska Levinstein brings down. The, 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 this was a Maisa Zoy. The Mashkir Choponovich. Rabbi Cheska Levinstein brings down Zoy. He was a sandik at the bris of, of Rav Shalom Shadron's grandson. Now, when Rachatzko got there, he says, where's Rav Sholem? <laughs> the, 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 the grandfather of the, of the baby should be here. They told him, I'm sorry, you know, he's got, uh, he's got some kind of pain in his leg, and mainly he can't come to the bris. No, he's got some pain in his leg, can't come to the bris. Okay. Two weeks later, Rav Sholem Shadron comes to Rav Chatzko in order to get a bracha before he went to Chutzlaris, before he went speaking abroad. And Rav Chatzko said to him the following thing. He said, I heard you had pains in your legs, and now you're traveling? Rav Sholem didn't say anything else. He left the room, he went back to his house. In his house, his wife was busy packing the last suitcase, with about four or five suitcases waiting to go, and the last one was ready to be packed, he was about to leave. He stood up, he said, I'm sorry, Rabbi Sai, I'm not going anywhere. His wife said, what's going on? We're almost ready to go, why are you not going anywhere? He said, the Mashkiach said as follows. And he told her what the Mashkiach of Bilkatskal said. And she said, very simple, but your legs don't hurt you anymore, that was two weeks ago, come on. He said, no, 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 no. Because Rabbi Chatzkel knew that this was two weeks ago. He knew that two weeks ago was the bris, and that's when it hurt me. And he could have figured out that the pains have stopped until now. But if he felt it in him to tell me that, then I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And that's the most what he did. He canceled the ticket. There was a tremendous fine because that was his emunas chachamim. His emunas chachamim was he didn't understand. It wasn't convenient for him. It wasn't gishmak. Oh, but if that's what it was said to him, then he took it as apsak la'alokha la'maisa. Uh, similar mice they say also from him from the stipler that one time before he used to always go to stipler before he went to chutzlaritz the stipler always gave him a bracha for chutzlaritz he should go he should speak one time he went to the chazanish I went to the stipler and the stipler just didn't give him a bracha he said what do you want from me what do you want from me and that was it Rosham took it as oh that's advice to he doesn't want me to go right didn't say anything but he understood it that way and therefore he doesn't want me to go I'm going to go cancel this ticket it was found out afterwards the mice that the rich person he was going to be the chutzlaritz was found in there Worked out the toiba. But I'll call him the Maisa. What do you see? You see the Maisa from these things that you have to take in a way that's very, very serious. Very, very serious. When a rogue, when a person, when you hear a rogue gives a psak, when you hear God will say something, so often we make it very, very light. What's the big deal? Do they know where they're coming from? Bukhule is the Maisa. Sometimes we don't have to understand where they're coming from and do they understand every single thing? Do they not understand everything? The Ikki is so it is that a Godel, a Talmud, Khoshavayid says something, you have to have their Munus Chachomim. Their Munus Chachomim is that they're saying something not that it says in Shulchan it says in any book they're coming from a place with a different vision a god will see something in a totally different way than we see something we should take this into account right many times especially we hear often of this and we think eh, what's the big deal means that we have to believe that the Gedolim says something had special from the of the likes that not many people get and upon him we have to have the mitzvah tomorrow we'll start